Welcome to the Let's Go There podcast. I'm your host, Jen Mackey. This show is all about discovering the world one episode at a time. The travel landscape has changed massively this past year. Things are not as they used to be. My goal is to show you new and even renewed destinations you may never have considered before and do a deep dive into what is possible for your one-of-a-kind getaway. So as travel comes back and you feel safe to embark on your next adventure, you can confidently say, let's go there. All right. Well, welcome to the show. And today I'm super excited to have with us Kim Riddle, who is the BDM for the Aruba Tourism Board. She's based in Houston. Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jen. I appreciate the opportunity to come and talk a little bit about our one happy island. Fantastic. So um, tell us a little bit, uh, working for the Aruba Tourism Board, it sounds like a really, really tough job, I got to say. Uh, but what is what is your, your main purpose or your main job description um, when working with the Tourism Board? I promote happiness on a daily basis. Oh, I, mean, I love that. It, is it not just the best? Uh, yeah, I've been doing this for almost 24 years, and uh, it's a gig I'm, I'm not looking to get rid of. It's just, uh, you know, being able to tell people about how wonderful of a destination Aruba is, the people, um, you know, the food and everything. Talk to travel advisors like yourself uh, so that you're better able to sell the destination. Uh, it, it just warms my heart to have this kind of connection, um, and yeah, it puts me on a high. I love it. Yeah, well, what's not to love about the wonderful world of travel? I couldn't agree with you more there. So talking about Aruba, like who's your ideal client? What types of people choose Aruba for their holidays? Aruba is good for so many different people. Of course, we are a tiny destination that the weather is ideal year round. So it, it really draws in the couples looking for that romantic getaway because we don't have, um, you know, the bad weather during the winter season. You don't have the storms during the summer and fall. We're on the outer fringes of the hurricane belt. So it really alludes to that perfect romantic getaway destination. We tend to get a lot of the brides looking for the honeymoons, you know, so couples like to come to us for that. Um, But then again, it's also one of the safest destinations in the Caribbean, and we don't have any of the undertoes or the big waves. So families, it's perfect for them as well. So it kind of goes for almost anyone. Also foodies, it's a foodies paradise. Um, Any type of cuisine you're looking for, you're going to find it. It's a, there's a a flavor for everyone, um, pricing as well. So even if you're doing an all-inclusive, you'll still want to go off property and sample some of the great cuisine that we have around the island because it's easy to get to because being a small destination, Um, You can go out and sample this. And again, it's safe to go off property. You don't have to stay on your compound if you're on that all-inclusive. Nice. So what is your favorite food to eat when you go to Aruba? Like, what do you just have to get when you arrive? Oh, my first stop when I come to the destination, you know, is I go to this restaurant called West Deck and it's right out on on a pier overlooking the water. um, And I have to have my locals cuisine, you know, so I have Cassiana. Best thing to refer to it is it's almost like a um, casserole type of a, a dish, but it's 
chopped up protein. I usually have chicken. So it's your, your shredded chicken that is uh, mixed in with raisins and cashews and capers. And there's green olives and all these different spices that are mixed in with it. And then it's baked in a shell of Gouda cheese. Mm. And I tell you, it is yummy. Good goodness. Um, heaven on earth. And then I have that with my fried funchi, which is fried polenta. And they even put melted cheese, fried the cheese on it as well. Um, I have my Balashi beer, which is our local beer. And I am at home. Uh, you're sitting out there on the deck with the ocean breezes and, you know, you can't get better than that. That sounds fantastic. Wow. I'm getting hungry now. I, I missed my lunch, but after hearing about that one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, it's time for a little uh, uh, lunchtime now, right? Exactly. It's, it, and you, whatever you're looking for, I mean, I, we've got a place called Zay Rovers where the local fishermen bring in the catch of the day. And so again, you're out on the deck with the locals hanging there and you order fish or shrimp by the pound. And it has come from the boat to the table. It's that fresh. It's wow. all fried, but it is again, a location where people are just like, Oh, uh, another pound please. Um, and it is just incredible. That sounds, you know, that sounds like the authentic experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my clients are looking for, they, they really, they love the all inclusives. Um, but at the same time, it's like when you fly, and it takes you a half a day to get to destination. You know, they want to hear about those those little uh, local spots and, and where to just get that fresh fish. That's that's a really good tip. So you had mentioned that you are um, a Caribbean island destination that is kind of outside of the, the hurricane belt. Um, so can you give us an idea? Um, I've learned over the years that Um, Many people have slept through geography class. So can you kind of give our listeners an idea of where Aruba is located? Yes, Southern Caribbean, just 15 miles off the coast of South America, Western Venezuela. So I know you kind of go, okay, wait, that's that ugly word down there. Um, (laughs) But we're protected because we actually house U.S. Customs on island. So not only um, do we have the Dutch Marines because we are a Dutch island, Mm -hmm. but since we are an entry to the U.S., having U.S. Customs on island, we also have the U.S. Coast Guard. So we're nicely protected where we're at, um, but because we're nestled in that location, we're one of the furthest south islands, uh, just as far south as Barbados. So if you think about uh, the map of the Caribbean and how way out to the um, east, you have them curve around. That's the Eastern Caribbean islands. That furthest South Island is Barbados. Take the uh, island there and bring it all the way to the west and you're going to come to Aruba. So closer over to Panama and all of those locations. So because we're so far over to the west, we are protected from those storms because the South American coastline, the currents and everything bump the storms back up into the Caribbean. So only Aruba, Bonaire, and Curacao are protected from the hurricanes. And so we are in an excellent location, just like they say in real estate, location, location, location. (laughs) That's good. And speaking of location, um, because of the seasonality of flights, especially coming out of um, some of the top U.S. markets, we have um, pretty good airlift to Aruba as well. We were talking before we hit record um, that we have airlines like Sun Country 
who are flying nonstop right into Aruba. And our fingers are crossed that our friends at Delta are going to come back on board and do the same thing. But you had mentioned something very interesting. Share with our listeners what you had said about uh, the the seating capacity uh, now versus 2019. Yes, we actually, uh, as of today in April, we have more seats coming into the island than we had in 2019. So we've actually got uh, airlines like, for example, JetBlue, who put on new service out of Newark that they didn't have back in 19. Um, So with all of this new seat capacity that we have coming in, we have more seats coming to the destination today than we had in 19, even though flights like Fort Lauderdale service, none of that has started back up yet. So JetBlue out of Fort Lauderdale, uh, Southwest out of Fort Lauderdale, None of that has even started back up yet. The Delta flight out of uh, Minneapolis did not start back up yet. So, but we do have more seats coming into the destination. So we're excited to have the new service coming in, which means that the airlines um, know that the people coming to the destination are serious about come to the destination. They're not discounters looking for, you know, just the lowest fare. Uh, They are those that are looking for a destination who have safety in mind, not only once they're at the destination, their health and safety um, is taken care of. Um, And so they're good partners with ours and they know it's not just about the lowest fare uh, out there. So it's a quality traveler and quality destination combined uh, with all of your activities and everything together. So they're getting that higher ADR. So when we get the other flights back on board, we are super excited to be able to welcome them at the same time. And so we know Delta will be coming back online out of Minneapolis as well. We look forward to that. Excellent. So um, talking about all this extra um, airlift coming into the destination, um, you know, Lord help us, we don't have to talk too much longer about the, the COVID entry requirements and whatnot, but um, how, are, how are things right now um, with the state of um, all of the entry, entry protocols into the island? Aruba uh, has always been a destination where they required a PCR um, test 72 hours in advance. We don't count the hours, it's three days. Even though we say 72, it's three days in advance. So if you're traveling on a Saturday, that would be a Wednesday that you can test. We don't say, okay, well, you don't arrive till four o'clock. You can't test until four o'clock. No, you can take the test at nine o'clock in the morning. We don't care. It's Saturday. You're then testing on Wednesday. So up to three days in advance, you can have your test or you can even test at destination. So if somebody at the last minute says, you know, I've been fully vaccinated. I know I'm going to test negative. I want to fly tomorrow. Come on. You're more than welcome to travel. Not a problem. You can test at destination for $75 and then just quarantine in your hotel room that you've already booked um, until you get the results. Results usually come back in about six hours uh, eight at the most, and then you're good to go. So it really doesn't delay things too much. Um, so it really is a good opportunity for everyone. We do have a mandatory insurance at the destination, uh, which is $30 per person per stay, whether you're staying two nights or 90 nights, it covers that full duration. And then that takes care of any isolation. Should they test positive, for some reason, um, and they have to go into isolation and that takes care of that stay for the 
10 to 14 nights, whatever it may be. Um, but we will be looking in May if we need to change that, um, because right now Aruba has 49% of all of our um, people on island who have already been vaccinated. That is the second highest population in the Caribbean. And so we are on a goal for the entire destination to be vaccinated by July. Okay. Okay. Good to know. That's great information. So because you're outside of the hurricane belt, because you've got great air life, airlift, excuse me, is there a better time to visit Aruba or is it always just a great year round destination? Weather-wise, it's the same year round. So you're okay. not going to have any difference weather-wise. Of course, some people like your lower pricing, um, you know, which is going to always be after Easter until Christmas for the entire Caribbean. So it's not just for Aruba, but for the entire Caribbean. And that's because, of course, you're trying to get out of the bad weather, uh, you know, of course, up in your area at the other time of the year. Um, so it really depends on your preference of when you're looking to travel. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Well, Kim, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk more about Aruba, the one happy island. In my debut book, Couples That Travel Won't Unravel, I reveal why travel is a secret ingredient to a long, healthy, happy relationship. Bringing over a decade of experience as a travel agent, I give it to you straight with sensible tips, hilarious recollections, and valuable insights. Part memoir and part how-to, Couples That Travel was written for the couple that lives for adventure, cultural exploration, rest and relaxation, and the deep connection that only comes when we leave our comfort zones to explore all the world has to offer. From elopements, destination weddings and honeymoons, to anniversary adventures, discover how travel can strengthen your relationship and keep the spark alive. A perfect gift for the newlywed and not-so-newlyweds alike. This book should be on every coffee table to get inspiration for your next vacation. Download a free sample on our website at mydivinevacation.com forward slash book or pick up your copy on Amazon today. Okay, we're back to the show. So Kim, we're talking about Aruba. Are there any special festivals that we should know about? Our largest is Carnival. Carnival um, is what all Arubans live for. That is um, an activity that takes place at the beginning of the year. It coincides uh, with Mardi Gras, I guess you would say, in the okay. U.S., with the exception of ours is extended. It begins that first week of January, and then it leads up to the main events, which take place that last week leading up to the Sunday prior to Ash Wednesday. Um, so it, we like, we like our carnival in Aruba. <laughs> I know, I, I'm sorry. I just have to laugh because that's in true Caribbean fashion, right? They just don't ever yes. do it for one or two days. Let's just take a couple of months and, and do it. Awesome. And because of that, on the Monday after, Ash, uh, after carnival Sunday, it's a holiday. They need right. to rest. <laughs> And, you know, then the week after that, they all start planning for carnival the following year. Um, they were heartbroken this year that they could not do carnival, you know, because of the social sure. distancing. There is no such thing as social distancing during carnival. No. And because of COVID restrictions, we don't have dancing on island. And it's like, no dancing? 
what? You, you can't have carnival without dancing. Um, so yeah, it was very hard for them not to do carnival this year, but it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, we have children's parades, we've got lighting parades where they're all lit up at, at night. So there's nighttime parades. We even do a Jober morning where they get up at four o'clock in the morning and they go out on the streets in their pajamas and they start the parade at that time in their pajamas. So, I mean, a lot of different parades and, and and events that are tied to carnival it's a wonderful time to be on island and you know you can actually partake in it as a tourist as well excellent yeah talking about having carnival but not being able to dance that's like going to the state fair but not being able to eat the, the food on a stick right right exactly so um for our listeners that are thinking about going to aruba um a common question that I get asked a lot is what language is spoken there? So like if I should book my trip to Aruba, will I survive if I don't know the local language? I, I, I'm only speaking fluent English. So can you speak to that? They can speak to everyone is the best thing you can actually say about Aruba. Um, Aruba is a Dutch island. So we'll start with that. And so the official language is Dutch. Um, the local language is Papiamento, which is made up of six different languages. There's English, Spanish, Dutch, Papiamento in there. Uh, I mean, um, uh, uh, French in there. There's a little Portuguese in there, um, Indian or African dialect. So there's six languages in there. So as early as fourth grade, yeah, fourth grade, they will learn to speak Spanish because of how close we are to South America. Sure. And okay. obviously a lot of the TV stations will be in Spanish. They'll pick that up as well. Kids pick up cartoons in Spanish. They get Spanish right away. And then 70% of our visitors come from the U.S. So also as fourth and fourth grade, they learn to speak English. So to graduate from high school, they have to speak those four languages. And because Papiamento has six languages in it, a lot will then also learn to speak Portuguese or French. So okay. it's not uncommon for somebody to speak five or six languages. If we have uh, somebody who is in the tourism sector and we have a lot of people coming from a particular area. So like in 2019, we started having flights from Italy. A lot of people started learning to speak Italian on island so that they could converse with them. 80% of our GDP is tourism. So wow. we make sure that we can bend over backwards for our tourists. Yeah, sounds like it. No, that, that's great information. And uh, what a neat opportunity for the locals to, you know, really have to learn these different languages. I mean, what a, what a great, a great um, skill to have, you know, growing up and, and graduating. That's great. Well, when you learn young, it's a lot easier than when you're starting off a little older. And when you have a couple of languages under your belt, it's easier to pick up additional languages. Exactly. Unlike me, I'm trying to learn my Spanish. So it's Dora and I and Duolingo and I. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried multiple times as well. And my German brain just does not uh, want me to, to take it. <laughs> I hear it you. doesn't stick. <laughs> so Kim, would you agree that right now we are seeing a huge surge in demand for travel? People are just really 
wanting to get that vacation on the books um, as soon as they can, whether they're waiting on um, their vaccination, whether they're waiting on their um, job to give them the okay for vacation. Wouldn't you agree that we're seeing a huge surge in, in, in travel comeback right now? Most definitely. That is, um, we're, we're hearing it from our hotels, we're hearing it from travel advisors, even the tour operators who put those packages together, airlines as well. Um, it is a huge demand for travel. And the only thing I can say to that is if you're waiting, the only thing that's going to happen is it's not going to be available for you, not just in one destination, but almost anywhere that's open at the time. Um, and the prices are going up. So if you've been searching for that deal or you've seen a good deal out there, hop on it. Um, you know, not just talking about Aruba, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I love Aruba and that's what I'm promoting. But, you know, we've been seeing incredible deals that have been available out there, you know, like those overwater bungalows in Tahiti and things that were half price, you can't get that anymore. Um, you know, so if you're waiting for that good deal to still be available, they're gone already. Um, so don't keep waiting. I always tell people that the best time to book a vacation was yesterday. Yes. You know, it, it's so true because um, pricing, availability, it's just so fluid right now. And um, I mean, I was even talking with a client yesterday who I had uh, quoted her a package and the prices had gone up over $150 per person just overnight. And, you know, of course she wasn't happy. Of course she didn't understand, um, you know, it all seems so wild and crazy, but um, again, this is the perfect storm of, you know, all this pent up demand, um, you know, combined with the stimulus money uh, you know, people are just really, they've got the funds to travel, they want to travel. And now more than ever, I think it's a great opportunity to try, you know, a new destination. Um, so speaking of, of traveling, Kim, we're going to wrap up with uh, talking about you. So um, what is your funny travel story that you want to share with our listeners? Oh, I don't know if I want to go there on some of that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we can skip that one. I've been I've been around a long time, so I'm not sure if I want to go there with some of that. Oh, that's funny. Well, I appreciate your honesty. Exactly. Yeah. No, because I, I mean, I've been in the business. Um, I mean, just with Aruba, I've been with the Aruba for 23 years, like I said, and I've. 10 years before that. Um, so yeah, I, I've been in the business for 34 years. So I've, I've got a couple of stories to tell. <laughs> it's a colorful business, isn't it? <laughs> oh, all right. So, so then Kim, tell us, what is your have to have item when you're traveling? What makes oh. Kim a happy traveler? Yeah, I have to, there's a couple of have to have items, um, you know, because I'm on the road 40% of my time, if not more. Uh, and so the two things that I must have at all times, they're packed in my go bag, they're always with me, earplugs, I always have earplugs, uh, whether it's international or domestic, uh, because you never know what uh, the walls are going to be like in a hotel. So it, it could just be people walking down a hallway or what somebody's doing next door. So I always <laughs> have earplugs. 
<laughs> the other thing is my Yeti. I have to have my Yeti, um, you know, uh, right now I know you, I can't refill my water in the water fountains, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm a big drinker for water and being, staying hydrated on an airplane. And if you're at the all-inclusive, being able to take that big Yeti, I've got the 30 ounce, um, and just have them fill it up. Uh, and then you're walking down with that to the beach instead of having to go back and forth for additional drinks. It just makes it a whole lot easier. So having a Yeti with you everywhere you travel is always a good thing. Absolutely. And uh, because this isn't a visual uh, podcast, it's just over over the airwaves here. For those of you that don't know what a Yeti is, no, she's not oh, talking sorry. about some abominable, you know, winter creature from the north. But <laughs> you know those amazing coffee cups or water bottles or reusable cup. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they even make them in great coolers as well. So awesome. Awesome. Well, Kim, thank you so very much for taking the time out today to chat with us about one happy island, the island of Aruba. And uh, we look forward to um, definitely, you know, giving people more quotes and uh, giving them more options of some of the, uh, you know, all-inclusive options and in the, uh, you know, just fun little destinations, whether it be, you know, like I say, a big resort, a smaller hotel. Thank you so much for sharing uh, your favorite little places and, uh, you know, special local experiences in, in Aruba itself. And yeah, we look forward to helping your numbers grow in the, uh, you know, filling those, filling those flights and uh, getting more people to experience Aruba as well. Wonderful. Well, I appreciate the time and we look forward to seeing you and all of you out there across the airwaves in Aruba as well. All right. If you've been inspired to begin planning your next divine destination, we'd love to help. I invite you to book a 15 minute discovery call at www.bookacallwithjen.com where you can share your vacation dreams and we can bring them to life. So all you have to do is pack your bags. Visit us online at bookacallwithjen.com. Like what you heard today? I'd love it if you would rate and review our podcast. In a hurry? Hit the subscribe button and never miss another episode. Join us next time when we discover another vacation destination that'll have you saying, let's go there.